Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes, and I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. It's about what God wants for me and, and, and how he wants to use me, wherever that may be. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show, where we discover God's glory in what He's doing around the world. Each week, we hear from missionaries, ministry leaders, church planters, and disciple makers as they share about God's work in their lives and ministries. All right, let's get started. Our guest today has a story that's not exactly the same as mine, but actually bears some striking resemblances. He came to Christ at a young age and was involved in ministry for a while. Then a bad experience led him to the roller coaster life of running from God, but God wasn't through with him yet. This story brings us to a place of Christ's redemption and to a transformed life. Clint Harrell, thanks so much for being here. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thanks, Brian. It's good to be here. So I've given just a little introduction, and before we start talking about your ministry, we'd like to just get to know you a little bit. So would you mind sharing with us maybe a little bit about yourself, maybe something that people don't uh, already know about you? Yeah, man. Uh, as you said, my name's Clint Harrell, uh, born and raised in a small town called uh, Forest City, North Carolina. It's about uh, halfway between Asheville and Charlotte uh, in the foothills of North Carolina, and I grew up on a... Uh, on a cattle farm. Uh, my grandfather was a, was a dairy farmer. And so, uh, uh, growing up, my dad and I, we always had beef cows and, uh, that is something that I definitely st- still enjoy today. So, uh, I've been in the, uh, raking hay all day long today. So that's, that's why I t- told you earlier <laughs> I was a little tired. So that's, that's the reason for that. Been, been out in the sun all day. Yeah. So as, as we think about your life and your ministry, is there maybe a, a scripture or a motivational quote, maybe something that kind of fuels how you approach your life and your ministry? Yeah, man. Um, you know, as, as, as you talked about earlier, my roller coaster ride of a life, you know, uh, one of the things since, since God really transformed my life about four years ago is uh, uh, Galatians 2.20. Is, is, is one of my life verses. Uh, I've got two, and uh, the Galatians 2.20 is one of those. It says, uh, I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Uh, and so that's that, that bears a lot of truth. I really just try to, man, just try to uh, die to myself every day and, and just ask, okay, God, what do you want for me? And then the, the other verse that I try to uh, practice daily is John 3.30. It says, uh, he must become greater and I must become less. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, that's uh, that's a daily process, you know, and, and, and it sometimes struggles, but, uh, but, but I try my best to, uh, to live by that daily. Yeah. I, if you don't mind, I'd like to go back to Galatians for just a second. Uh, you know, I, 
I'm familiar with that scripture, and it's something that, for me at least, is is incredibly hard to live to to live as though I've been crucified with Christ, and that the life I now live, I live through faith. How do you put flesh on that? How do you live that from day to day? Well, man, you know, uh, <laughs> over the past uh, uh, year and a half, uh, my, most of my time has been spent in other states or even countries besides besides North Carolina. I've pretty much since February of last year, I was in uh, I was in Texas for about ten months in Austin, uh, serving with uh, Fred and Melissa Campbell. Uh, after that, uh, I ended up spending a couple months in Canada uh, doing. <laughs> doing some uh that was actually tent making that was that was some uh you know some construction work uh-huh. and then ever since then i've pretty much been i've been to tennessee florida back to texas a couple of times uh you know and, and so i guess the biggest way i try to flesh that out is what clint harrell wants to do is he wants to stay here and, and work and live on the farm and mess with cows mess with cows all day and you know do ministry but you know i, I want to plant my roots here uh, but but just coming to a place where I realize that it's not about what I want, uh, it's about what God wants for me and, and and how He wants to use me and wherever that may be. And so so just trying to do that, man. Yeah. So as you look back, maybe ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, would you ever have expected to see yourself ministering or doing anything you know, from state to state, from country to country, anything like that? No, man. I, in fact, if you had asked me five years ago, I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that. Honestly, it's just, uh, just, just every day I get up and I'm going, do I really get to do this? Uh, you know, as my call, you know, as, as, what, yeah. as what God's put me here as my purpose in life. You know, it's pretty, pretty crazy. And would would you trade it for the world? I sure would, man. Sure nah. would. <laughs> That's great. As we as we get into this a little bit, you know, we've talked about some of the amazing things that God has done in your life, but. Those things don't always come easy. Sometimes there are challenges. Sometimes there are failures, either you know, in the moment or maybe that we've walked through in the past. Would you mind sharing with us a time of a significant challenge or maybe a failure in your life? And then also share with us what God did in that time. Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, uh, I'll go back, you know, just, just a little over four years ago uh, when, when God really transformed my life. You know, I was going through, uh, actually going through uh, my second divorce, uh, was separated and uh, and was back in, living in the world, man, you know, and uh, just doing what, <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. I, I, had a, I had a bad habit of, you know, anything, anytime anything uh, challenging come up in my life, man. Instead of running to God, I run back to the world, and so I was right back in that same hmm. trench, you know, if you will. Uh, and uh, man, just 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 back to drinking and carrying on, and it was just like, what am I doing, you know? And and, I, and at that time, I had a, a little niece, my sister's little girl, and uh, she. She was three, almost four at the time. And for whatever reason, man, I, you know, my sister and I are pretty close, but for whatever reason, uh, this little girl has, ever since she was just a little bitty thing, just loved me to death. And uh, th- there's really no rhyme or reason for it, uh, but she just loved me, man. And it's just like uh, this particular night, I was sitting there getting ready to go out, man. And uh, I can't really remember exactly if it was her or my sister that was texting me, but you know, one of them was texting me and, and just talking about how much she loved me. And and God began to break my heart, man. As far as uh, you know, here this little girl thinks you hung the moon, hmm. 
uh, and look at your life right now. You know what, what what's going to happen to this girl if if uh, you're killed in a drunk driving accident, or if you kill somebody in a drunk driving accident. You know, all these horrible things are playing through my mind. And so God just used that that little girl's love for me, man, to mm-hmm. to break break me. You know, and then that, it was shortly after that that. Uh, you know, I started going back to church and uh, and kind of uh, met a guy named Mickey. And uh, I won't go into the whole story of him, but Mickey was was my age, and uh, and we had gone through a, a, a drug addictions and all kinds of things, but but had a radical change in his life. You know, and went right from doing drugs, partying, drinking, uh, got, gave his life to Christ, got baptized immediately, and went straight back into that world and began to share to people what Jesus had done in his life and and I heard Mickey's story and it really convicted me man because I was thinking here I am been a Christian since I was 10 years old and I can never remember <laughs> really telling somebody point blank you know what God has did in my life, you know, and so it was, it was convicting there too. And so from that point on, uh, I became, I became inv- uh, involved in a, a Bible study group or a, uh, a church, if you will, in Mickey's house. And God began to transform my life through that process, you know, and then got me back out into the to seeing that I was put here for more than just a a, a, a pew sitter. Mm-hmm. That I was supposed to be sharing the gospel and and reaching others for Christ based on the things that I've been through in my life. Wow, you know, as I think about this, um, I, I think about some experiences that I had in my own life as well. And you know, this isn't really about me, so I don't really want to spent a lot of time on that, except to say that, you know, I had some of those experiences where I had been walking with God and then I took some steps away, if you will, and I tried to run my own life for a few years and it didn't turn out well. And when I came back, if you will, um, there was a little bit of a fear in my life that things would end up the way they'd been before, because I had a history of having done that. What's been different in your life this time? Oh, man. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I think, you know, before, like the times that I turned my life back around, I just started going to church. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> got involved in church, you know, do, was doing things with the church, but but I never really uh, had poured myself into a, a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, man. Mm. You know, so 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 I realized that in order to do this, in order to walk this walk, I've got to pour into God. Mm-hmm. And so, so I just began to read my Bible uh, on a daily basis and, and really just pray, you know, not, and not just praying and asking God for stuff, you know what I'm saying, to, but, but to begin to pray, uh, <laughs> communicate with God and, you know, lifting him up and, and surrendering to him and, and then asking for the things I need, asking him for forgiveness in my life, asking him for protection in my life, you know, and to, to, to put me in the places I need to be and, and to, you know, if there was sin in my life, to take it away. You know, I can't beat this on my own, God. You've got to do this for me. You know, just submission, submission to him, man, you know. And then the other thing was uh, I began to share my faith. Hmm. Uh, you know, Philemon 1 6 says, I pray that you'll be active in sharing your faith so that you will come into a full knowledge of who we are in Jesus Christ. And I think there's a lot of truth in that, man. Well, one, it is truth because this guy's word. So <laughs> as we, you know, as we begin to share our faith, I feel like, man, God honors that, you know, and, 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 he, and he does uh, through that, you know, through reading his word, spending time with him, and then, and then sharing our faith, you know, and he begins to fill us with his Holy Spirit, you know. And so I think that's been the difference difference for me is as I, as I you know I've I've been active in my faith instead of just being you know what I'm saying just existing as a you know Christian or whatever you want yeah. to call it 
Yeah. So as a follow-up to that, do you have maybe a habit or something that you do on a regular basis that you believe contributes to what God's been able to do in your life? A habit. Well, man, you know, I, I love to say that I get up every single day and spend two hours in the Word and prayer. And, uh, but, 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 you know, unfortunately, I don't do that. I think one of the things that helps me, honestly, is that I am single now. And, and so, I, I, you know, being in the full-time ministry, you know, and just farming, I have a lot of time by myself. Uh, and so just really, man, just, just, just talking to God, man, on a, on a regular basis. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not as intentional as I want to be as far as, you know, getting up first thing in the morning and spending that time with behind closed doors on my knees and, you know, like, like what, you know, if you draw a picture of what that's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to look like, but, but just, just really communicating with God a lot, man. And just having that alone time with him. I think, I think that's been the difference for me. Okay. Very cool. And Clint, we're going to go ahead and take just a quick break, and we'll be back in just a minute. We'll kind of shift from talking about you to talking about your ministry. Cool. We're going to take a quick break for the Engaging Missions Leadership Minute, brought to you by Scott McClelland of FX Missions. Hi, this is Scott McClelland with your Leadership Minute. I'd like to talk for just a sec here on the power of example. There are many people today in high positions of responsibility who say that the main thing that you should bring to such positions and such opportunities is quality decisions and that your personal example is not that important, maybe not important at all. And I'd like to say that that's foolishness. The quality of example that you give means everything. In fact, the quality of your leadership contribution will be directly correlated to the quality of your personal example. And that's why the scriptures hold up standards when it comes to positions of responsibility. We should not ignore that. We'll do so to our own peril. Once again... In a word, leadership is about example. Thanks for joining us for the Leadership Minute. I'm Scott McClellan. If you'd like to reach out to us, do so at fxmissions.com or on most social media outlets at fxmissions. Have a good one. This has been the Engaging Missions Leadership Minute. If you have any leadership questions that you'd like for Scott to address, please send those to feedback at engagingmissions.com. And we're back. We're with Clint Harrell today, and we've been talking a little bit about what God's done in his life and some of the things that uh, have contributed to what that is. Now we're going to shift a little bit and talk about the ministry, some of the things that are going on maybe in the present day, maybe some things that are going on in the future. So, Clint, can you share with us maybe specifically what it is that you do when you talk about ministry. Yeah, man. Um, well, ministry for me is, is really just, uh, uh, <laughs> my, my, my key statement these days, as far as what I, what I put on my business cards or anything like that is M three to four G and, and, and what that M three as you know, the letter M as in monkey, uh, is, uh, motivate, mobilize and multiply and so it's motivate believers to mobilize into their communities and multiply uh, disciples and churches 
uh, to the fourth generation and beyond. Uh, so, so what I'm trying to do, man, is uh, I do I do speak with a few. Uh, I've got some pastor, you know, some, some close pastor friends uh, who I'm trying to uh, get involved in this. I've, I've got four or five of those guys that are that are starting to get their, you know, their, you know, just traditional Baptist churches. Uh, some of their folks are starting to get involved. Uh, we're really trying to just push out in, in the community in Rutherford County, man, and uh, we're going prayer walking. Um, you know, and really trying to uh, not necessarily knocking on doors, but but we're we're just going out and seeing if we can engage people, uh, you know, where they are, you know, praying for them, uh, and then and then trying to get into their home with with a, a church or, or a Bible study, you know, and uh, just beginning to dive into God's word. A lot of times in, the, in those situations, we're sharing the gospel, you know, and so uh, we, we've had some people come to Christ right away. Uh, we have some who are not quite ready, but they are interested in, uh, you know learning more about God's word. And so, you know, then began to meet in their homes and, uh, I can tell you a story, uh, something happened recently, if that's okay. Uh, yeah. um, there was a girl in my life. I don't want to say her name just for, you know, for privacy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, but, the we've been friends for a long time. And, and, and about six months ago, uh, she, she had gotten involved in some things that she, she knew was not right. And she was, she was just living a life that was basically far from God, you know, and, and I, and I, I give her some pretty hard truth, uh, and, and she ended up getting mad at me, man. And she actually, you know, uh, wouldn't speak to me for, for quite some time. And so I hadn't heard from her in probably, uh, I can't remember exactly, but it's somewhere around uh, five or six months. And uh, uh, her dad is also a, a cattle farmer. And so uh, actually run into her dad at the cell barn. And we didn't talk about her, but just, you know, chit-chatted with him for a minute. And uh, uh, But it made me think of her. And so I sent her a text message, you know, just kind of, you know, I was like, you know, maybe I was a little too hard on her. And so I sent her a text message and just kind of apologized and was like, you know, maybe I was a little rough on you, but, you know, I, I was just trying to speak truth to you in love and da-da-da-da, you know. Uh, she didn't respond. Uh, I waited I waited about a week, and uh, and she still hadn't responded. And so I sent her another text message and just said something, you know, I guess you're still mad, but, you know, I, I'm still praying for you. I hope you're doing well, you know, just something like that, you know. But she still didn't respond. Uh, about two weeks later, I was actually in uh, in Texas uh, at a doing a training with the E3 Partners, and um, she actually sent me a text message, man. And she said that uh, she apologized for ignoring me, uh, but she said that God had really been dealing with her, and she felt like she needed to call me and or text me, and that she actually would like to talk. Wow! And so, man, I, uh, I picked up the phone and called her, and uh, and we talked for a little bit. And, and turns out, she had her parents had said a lot of the same things that I had said to her before because uh-huh. you know she had just continued to get farther from God. And uh, so, I shared with her on the phone uh, the first story of hope, which is the story of the sinful woman who anoints Jesus's feet, mm-hmm. and, and just explained explained to her, you know, that I felt like. She had a really good head knowledge of who God was, but but that she had never actually uh, asked Him into her heart, man. And then I just told her that, that we've all got to come to that place of brokenness that's at, and we've got to stay there. And when I finished the story, man, she was just weeping uncontrollably. And uh, and I just asked her, I said, Do you, "Is there anything keeping you from giving your heart to Jesus today?" And she said, "No." Hmm. And I said, well, "Do you want to tell him right now?" And she she was so upset, you know, as far as emotional and crying. Uh-huh. Uh, she she said, I, "I really just need to get by myself on my knees in my room and, and do this." And I said, "Let me know what happens." And so we uh, I went back to the group that I was there with and had one of the young ladies that was with us pray for her uh, by name. And 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 she texted me later that night and had given her life to Christ. Hmm. And uh, on my way back from. Uh, 
from Texas, driving back from the Charlotte airport to home. I ended up being able to meet her out at a restaurant and disciple her a little bit. And she was open to starting a church in her home. And we baptized her on that Thursday. So, uh, man, praise God. Uh, you know, I was just, you know, this that's just living proof, you know, that this is the Holy Spirit's work. You know, we, we have to be obedient and sharing with people when he tells us to, but he's the one that draws people to himself. And so that was a prime example of that, I think. Yeah. Uh, when you're ministering, what kinds of challenges do you sometimes run into as far as maybe sharing your faith or um, working with other people to, to continue being discipled and to growing in Christ? Yeah, uh, probably the biggest thing for me, man, is, uh, you know, anytime somebody gives their life to Christ like that, you know, the spiritual warfare begins. Yeah. Uh, and, and so just really trying to keep a close connection with them, uh, you know, so that you can you disciple them in a way that they need to be discipled. Because I really feel like that's one area, as far as the you know you know I'm definitely not throwing rocks at the bride, so don't take it that way. But as far as in the past, you know that the traditional uh, churches have, have probably fallen a little short on the discipleship area. I think really just you know being sure that we we connect with those people and stay there and, and walk with them and live life with them and, and and be intentional about that. So sometimes that's a struggle, you know, because people. Yeah. People are busy, you know, people have things going, they work, they do this, they do that, you know, have kids, some of them, you know, whatever. So just, just really, that that's probably the biggest struggle is just being sure uh, to, uh, you know, to, to continue to walk with them after they receive Christ. Yeah. You know, I, I appreciate you sharing that. One of the things that's been really on my mind the last few days really has been, well, I guess as for, for context, I'm part of a traditional church. I'm part of a leadership, but I'm not one of the pastors. And right. I, I'm constantly going, what can I do to help people? Uh, not, not so much to give them knowledge, but to encourage them in ways that they start dealing with the word on their own. Uh, mm-hmm. Thinking in terms of like um, Paul's words to Timothy, where when you come together, each of you should come with a psalm or a word of testimony or a revelation or something from the, the word. And I'm going, um, how do I flesh that out? And I think that God's starting to give me some revelation in that, but I, it, it's, a, it's an ongoing challenge for me in that context as well to go, mm-hmm. what can I do uh, to, to call people? up, not in a way that exposes them or that um, sets them up for failure, but in a way that allows Christ to move in their lives. As, as, you think yeah. of, as you think about your ministry, what are the things that excite you the most about what God has you doing right now? Oh, man, because honestly, uh, <laughs> the, the thing that excites me the most is because it's, it's, it's what Jesus did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, because as I continue to just really pour into the Gospels and the Book of Acts and and, and look at look at what what Jesus did, what he taught the disciples to do, and, and what the Apostle Paul did, and, you know, and on down, uh, his man is just we're trying to flesh out exactly what he did. And man, what an honor! You know what I'm saying? It's just going, man. You know, Jesus began his ministry with twelve men. And now here we are, you know, coming up on the last days, you know, if anybody who <laughs> studies scripture would say, I definitely think we're getting close to the last days, man, that, that he's chosen us to, to, to bring it home, man. And that's just, a, it's a really, it's a really humbling, uh, you know, just, just an honor that, that, that God has chosen me to be able to do this, man. It's just really cool. Uh, so I guess if I hope that answers your question, I mean, that's exciting to me. <laughs> yeah, that's great. As you look back over the last maybe 
three to four years, the, the time that you've been involved in this type of ministry, what are the things that have most encouraged or strengthened you? Uh, watching the Holy Spirit work, uh, just, just really time after time, man, God, uh, you know, just really shows me that this is not, this is not about me. It's not anything that I'm doing. It's his work. And the only thing that I have to do really is, is be obedient. You know what I'm saying? And then if I'm obedient, because man, I, I, you know, I'm not a great speaker. Um, uh, you know, I do have a college education, but it's just like, it's not in ministry. So, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, but just being a willing, obedient servant, uh, that, that God is working and he just wants us to be where he's already working. And, and so if we're obedient to go there, there will be fruit. And so I guess that, that's been the biggest encouragement for me is, and the biggest thing that I've learned is this truly is his work and he truly is working in the hearts of people and he's just asking me to go. Ah, that's great. Clint, I, I appreciate you sharing all of this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take another quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to shift our focus one last time. And we're going to start focusing on the listeners and drawing from your experience. I'm constantly looking for ways to increase the value of the Engaging Missions show. And if you're looking for a way to get involved, I'm looking to expand the Engaging Missions team. Right now, I'm looking for help in two areas, research and show notes. Both of those areas would be on an as-needed basis, flexing based on the recording and publishing schedule. You'd need to have strong written communication skills, a heart for the body of Christ, and you'd need to be discreet because some of our guests need that discretion. If you're interested or you know somebody who might be a great fit for the Engaging Missions team, send an email to feedback at engagingmissions.com so we can start the conversation. Again, that's feedback at engagingmissions.com. And we're back. We're here with Clint Harrell, and we've been talking about some of the things that God's been doing in his ministry, but now we're going to shift our focus to you, to the listener, because Clint has experience. And for some people who are listening, we know that you're looking for answers, that maybe God is challenging you to something. Maybe there's something that you've been seeking God for, and I believe that God might be able to deliver at least part of that answer through what God's been doing in Clint's life. So Clint, as we think about people who are listening, most of the people who are listeners of this show are, they care about missions and ministry, but they're in the marketplace. They're not full-time vocational ministers, if you will. And some people in that situation, you can start to wonder if what you're doing really matters. So what would you share to somebody, share with somebody who's starting to wonder if what they're doing in the marketplace really matters for the kingdom? Yeah, man, uh, absolutely. Because because most actually most of the most of the guys and, and gals that I'm uh, discipling in my life right now are people who work, you know, uh, eight to four, nine to five jobs, whatever. And and man, the, the biggest thing that I would like to share with people in that situation is God has called us all to the Great Commission. Uh, you know, he's not called us all to the full-time ministry, uh, but he has called us all to the Great Commission, which means that wherever he's placed us at a job, uh, at a school, uh, wherever we're at, is our mission field. And so, so man, you know, <laughs> all our stages are different, but yeah. we all have, well, we all have a stage, you know what I'm saying? And so, so he's just called us to be obedient wherever he has us. And, and you know, I, I don't remember the verse of scripture exactly, uh, but, but there's somewhere in the new Testament where it talks about he's, he's placed us right where he wants us. <laughs> and, and so, you know, um, for such a time as this. And so, you know, it's just, just uh, trying to ask him daily, 
you know, God, give me that one person today that you'd have me to speak into their life, uh, whether it be just an encouraging word or prayer, or maybe it is to share the gospel with them. But just, you know, just to ask God what that is and who that person is uh, wherever we are. And, and in that same vein, if somebody's looked around and they're going, wait a minute, I'm here and I'm an ambassador for the kingdom, but I don't know what that first step is. What would you share with them in that situation? Oh, man, the first step as an ambassador. Yeah. Um, man, prayer. That's <laughs> you know good. what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think, you know, the, the one thing that God has shown me, the, the biggest thing to do is just begin to pray for the people uh, in our path. You know, our, our you know, the word we use is oikos, which is just a Greek word meaning mm-hmm. our circle of influence, you know. Uh, so j- just begin to pray for those people in our lives. Uh, and as we begin to pray for those folks, man, just, just once again, you know, just really just asking God to set us up uh, with an opportunity and, and make it very clear to us uh, when that opportunity is, you know what I'm saying? It's just... Uh, uh, because he, he'll do it. You know what I'm saying? I, the, the, one, the biggest thing that I've found out is if I ask God to give me an opportunity to share the gospel, he will do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the toughest thing is, is me, you know, me following through and doing that. And but I've gotten better at it, but I mean, you know, it's still sometimes a struggle. Absolutely. Do you have maybe an internet resource or perhaps a tool that you'd recommend for our listeners? Yeah, you know, there's a couple. You know, my buddy uh, Troy Cooper uh, has got um, Cooper's on a mission. I'm not sure if it's .com or .org. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, he's got tons of resources on there as far as, you know, uh, gospel presentations, uh, stories. I'm not sure. I think he's got the, the Oikos mapping thing is on there, too. Uh, now, coming soon, we just did uh, – uh, we just did some video and uh, we did a, a, a level one training, a level one discipleship training that has basically just the basic uh, identifying who, who your Oikos is, uh, a simple gospel presentation and a simple uh, way to share your your story. Uh, and so that'll be coming out on uh, e3partners.org. Uh, uh, but I'm not sure how soon that'll be. It'll probably be in the next month or so, I would, I would guess. Uh, so there'll be some resources there as well. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Troy was on the show a few weeks ago, and if anybody's wanting to connect with them, uh, you'll find their episode at engagingmissions.com slash Troy Cooper. And Clint, was there uh, maybe a book or something? Well, yeah, a book that you'd recommend for our listeners? <clears throat> the Bible. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I mean, honestly, dude, I've read several books since I since I've been doing this. Uh, there's a couple of books that really that really transformed my, my life personally. Okay, uh, it was it was Crazy Love and Forgotten God uh, by Francis Chan. Uh, uh, those are two books that really. Man, I, I've been reading the Word. I mean, I focus on the Bible. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I try not to, unless I know the author really well. Uh, I don't read a whole lot of other books, to be honest with you. But th- but those two books, Crazy Love and Forgotten God by Francis Chan, were two books that were that were instrumental in my life. Okay, that's great. And for for you, the listener, those will all be linked up in the show notes at engagingmissions.com slash Clint Harrell. So if you're on your way to work or you're working out or something like that, you don't have to stop and try and text yourself to remember that. You can just visit the show notes. We're going to take just a quick break to hear from next week's guest. And of course, the doctor began to patronize me as he would, you know, and and I'm thinking, honestly, doc, I didn't say that for you. I needed to remind us who's in charge here when we just got this devastating news. And, and 
God walking closely beside us through that horrible, horrible time. Two months later, Graham signed his own discharge papers and walked out the front of Sunnyview Rehabilitation Hospital. And he went back to work and since then they've had two kids and it is just an incredible miracle of God. And, and that just makes me want people to know my Jesus. I don't care if they ever know my name. I want them to know the name of Jesus. And he is so incredible and so awesome. And um, I, I just want people to know him. And we were spending way too much energy and way too much money, way too much time, seeing way too few results if the objective is that people would come to know Jesus. And uh, if we keep doing what we're doing, we'll keep getting what we're getting. And with that, we're going to get back to this week's guest as we close out the interview. With that, Clint, we're just about done. We're going to go ahead and bring this to a close. Would you mind sharing us, maybe sharing with us, maybe one last piece of advice and the best way for someone to get to connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, man. Just uh, honestly, uh, I've already said this, really, but just just pouring to God. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, the, the the key to doing uh, to being in a walk with Jesus is, is to pour into Him. You know, spending daily time in the Word, in prayer, uh, and, and then just share your faith. Uh, you know, because because I really believe that as we share our faith, God does bring us into that full knowledge of who He is and who we are in him and, and and the bottom line is this no matter who we are or where he's placed us as far as a, a, a full-time job in the secular world or full-time ministry or what it is uh, he has called us all to make disciples and the the three things that he taught me early on uh that, that he's really called us as christians to do as followers of jesus to do is one uh love god with all your heart mind soul and strength two love your neighbor and three, uh, go make disciples. And so if you really do the first one, uh, I truly believe that the, the other two will kind of fall into place uh, pretty naturally. Uh, so I think the, the biggest thing that I would say to people is, man, just fall in love with Jesus. Okay. And if somebody wanted to connect with you, is there a way for them to do that? <laughs> I mean, I don't have a website personally, okay. but, the, but but you can you can get on. Uh, you can see a little bit about me and my, all my contact information is on uh, www.purecharity.com backslash Clint Harrell. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll make sure that that's in the show notes. So again, if if you're listening and you want to connect with uh, with Clint, you can do, visit the show notes, and I'll have that linked up for you. Clint, again, thanks so much for being here. This has just been wonderful. I've loved hearing what God's been doing in your life. Cool, man. Thanks, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate the opportunity. That's my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Engaging Missions Show. You can find more great content like this along with show notes by visiting engagingmissions.com or by subscribing to the show in iTunes or Stitcher. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us an honest rating and review in iTunes by visiting engagingmissions.com slash iTunes. Audio editing for this program was provided by Jeff Butterworth of Sound Paradigm Studios. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week.